happy Monday, everybody. Let's get this fucking week started off the right way. Oh, shit. Weekend's fucking over. Back to business. Back to business. Life isn't a fucking fairy tale. Get over it! But that's why we're here. We're here to make that better. This is the war room. Time to get into it. You know what time it is. It's time for another episode of The War Room. How's everybody doing out there? I'm your host, Jared Cornelius. Starting the week off right, and we're doing it right. Over here, to the, I think I said right twice. Over here to the right. But here's the thing. If you wait long enough in between, it sounds like a rhyme, so that's what I did. So with, us t- with me tonight, as usual... <laughs> Mr. Trevor Truitt, how you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good, my guy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, good start to the week. Um, it was a great weekend. Cam and I were both off all weekend for the first time, and I don't remember. It was like a vacation type thing if we were both off at the same time, so it was nice not doing much. Uh, we fucking watched uh, the Elimination Chamber. It was a great Elimination Chamber. Um, the Woman's uh, Elimination yeah. Chamber was really good. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people were like dogging on the Nia Jax Rhea Ripley match. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it made Rhea Ripley look really good, which I mean it was the goal. Nia Jax just she looks like the same. I just don't. I just don't believe in her. I don't believe in her as a main eventer. She's always botching stuff. She's just not a good wrestler. I just don't know how she's got how far she is just because. Well, you gotta have your, you gotta have that uh, you know that bigger gal in there. You know, you yeah. Have a, I will say that she definitely was like this was the biggest threat to Rhea, even though everybody oh, was like, yeah. "There's no way she's losing in her home country." Like they will burn that place down. No, I think it was perfect. It was perfect, uh, and it was the main event, which I was kind of surprised too. But I thought that was cool. Oh yeah, and I, I, I thought I that mean, was cool. It didn't surprise me at well, all. I thought I, I figured thought it was the, I thought you had to. I thought men's elimination chamber was going to be the. Main event. That's the only thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I was I, just like, "Oh, that's cool that they're making the main event." Like, it's I cool. saw, I saw people talking shit about the men's elimination chamber lineup before the match ever even started, calling it tired and old. And I'm just like, dude, if you if you put a bunch of like young aspiring people in there, but then a guy like Drew McIntyre, it's gonna be so obvious who they're pushing in to well, win that. Yeah, and 
the only, the only that's thing, embarrassing <laughs> the only that thing that uh, <laughs> see this that's what sucks about this being videoed now is because like you know we have to be on top of our shit and i can't have it looking like shit over here my fucking frame was been an earthquake or something earlier i don't know hey, i mean that's it's oklahoma it's possible and i continue sorry but um i just thought that yeah i, I definitely thought drew mcintyre was gonna win but a couple hours before or like a, it was probably a day before I saw that uh, Seth Rollins said that he if he wanted anybody to win he wanted Randy Orton to win because he wanted a rematch from like eight years ago when they faced each other at WrestleMania oh, yeah. but for the title so when I saw that I was like hey maybe you know they're throwing a little curveball in here I don't know uh, but I definitely I mean sometimes you can't make every match unpredictable like the Royal Rumble was unpredictable for the first time in how long so Sometimes you see a push and they're just going. I mean, that was just the guy. Like, I mean, it made sense. I mean, it it made sense to me for Cody to win just because I'm like, well, I mean, if he's gonna go to WrestleMania, the only he reason needs to win it. It didn't make sense for me. Was like, I was like, why is the Rock here? Like, you know, I didn't see them. They like here. I don't think they handled that well. You know, no, because like, but here's the, the thing though, now? they fixed it. I mean, they fixed so what it. Is the to Rock's where, involvement gonna be? Well, I think Elimination Chamber, I think that was, uh, hey, you're not going to fight him alone. I'm going to be there with you. So I think that was setting up for day one, WrestleMania 40. You're going to have a tag team match uh, with Rollins and Cody Rhodes versus Roman and The Rock. I think that that's sucks. definitely going to happen. I think that'll be good. No. I think it'll be good. So Roman's not going to lose the belt? He's going to face the He's going to fight the next night. He's they're going to do double duty. Nights. I think they're going to do double duty. No way. There's Seth no Rollins way. is going to do double duty too. Nah. I think so. I can see. Because here's the thing. There's no pay-per-views now. So like you're going to either have a bomb ass because you're getting a tag team match and it's not coming after WrestleMania. You've only got like 40 days. So you're getting a uh, fucking preem. I could see week before WrestleMania them doing a tag team match, but not WrestleMania. No way. <laughs> I think so. I think they're going to do the first suck, ever. Dude. I don't think so. I don't think it'll be good. I think it'd be good. That because just, here's the thing is, I think we're, we're still that's getting... That's just, oh, how do we get The Rock in there? Make it a triple fucking threat match. Don't uh, make him t- team up with Roman. Make it a triple threat. I think that you're going to get Rock versus Roman at next WrestleMania. I think that like they wanted to make it this WrestleMania and the fans forced them not to. And you know what? Like I said, yeah, they didn't handle that well. Like The plan was kind of murky Cody and it didn't make Roman sense after losing to him last year this year <laughs> makes sense yeah but I'm saying whenever they had rock take a spot like that didn't make sense and they knew that after everybody reacted like well, that th- yeah because it's just like well here's the thing we're not stupid no like it's like he won the rumble so what does that yeah mean? well that's like, the thing is like I think that they try I don't know what they were trying to do but I'm just glad that they they moved. They made it. They changed the decision. Like in the past, WWE has been like, "This is the plan. I don't give a fuck if you like it. How much you want this to happen, it doesn't matter. We're not changing it." And they changed on a dime. And you got to give it to The Rock, who was like going to go in there, and possibly could win the match. And he's like, "All right, like let's let Cody do his thing. Let's let him get in the match and let's take him out." You know what I mean? He's 100% for the business, which is great. Uh. Uh, who the, the rock. rock whatever dude he, he literally could he, stay away then if you're all about the business I, they don't need him no but they don't gonna, need him but he's you gotta just use the waters up and i love the rock but you got a guy who can you can't still bring perform. him in two months before wrestlemania and be like he's gonna be in there in the main event even though cody just run the uh, rumble well, okay, that's what i'm saying is i don't think they should have done that but when they tried to they could have the old wwe would have been like fuck you we're shoving this down your throat we don't care 
with Vince McMahon, he would have been like, "This is the plan. We're doing this." You can't tell me that. So the fact it was that they part changed the it. Story that they're going to be like. Just kidding. It's going to be Cody the in Roman. I still think there's going to be some way it's going to turn into a triple threat match. I don't see it, dude. I think it would be a You're great triple threat match. You're telling me that both champions are going to fight both nights. Seth Rollins coming off of a torn whatever. Hey, you see that stomp the other day? Looked pretty good. Mm, Looked pretty I'm, good. I'm just saying. I... I just I don't I don't see that I don't it doesn't make it it just sounds like the, it, to me if they do the tag team match that's their way of just we're just trying to figure out how to get the Rock in there instead of like <clears throat> I don't think so because I think I it, think him dude it could be a lot like the Chris Benoit Shawn Michaels it could be Triple H Triple Threat where I think it's all it could like, be for sure but I think that that doing that is I think that's kind of what the fans want. Yeah, that's what I think it should be. Because no, Cody, I, think the, what, I don't if, think the fans want a triple threat. I think they want. I think they want Cody versus. I haven't heard seen Roman. one person say that triple. Oh, You're I've the seen first people who just I've want seen. Cody versus Roman. Like they just want that. I would rather it be that, and them never have brought the Rock around at all. Well, yeah, but they. That's Wait what I'm saying. After WrestleMania, and that's do what a big I'm saying. Year build they, up with him and Roman so, after yeah. he doesn't have a belt. That's fine. They should have. What didn't make sense was you should have just not had Cody win the Rumble. That would have made a lot more sense. Sure, put if the you rock in it and have the rock. Yeah, win it, if that'd that's make how more you sense. Do it, and then I'm just I saying kudos to them for changing. There's fucking shit. That's true, but it's just at this point the rock is involved. But here's the thing: it has a lot of. There's so many. You can get if you give say the rocks like all right. I'm gonna have one more run, one more year. Now that I'm back involved, and then I'm gonna go out to WrestleMania next year. Say that's the story. So you have this tag team match. I think Cody wins. Cody and Seth win, and they probably pin The Rock, so that way Roman doesn't get pinned. Then the next night, Cody pins Roman for the first time in fucking four million days. He wins, and then uh, then that gives an opportunity for Seth Rollins is going to turn on Cody Rhodes at some point. We know that's going to happen. It's like fucking. I don't want to see Seth Rollins Cody Rhodes anymore. I'm just saying, it's, maybe it's not over now. Three and zero. Oh. Like I don't want to see. Okay, that. but I'm saying that in. Six months down the line, because I think... So you're saying Seth's losing his belt then? I think Damian Priest has got to cash in, man. And I think that gives enough for... I think Seth Rollins is... He's going to be healthy enough to com- compete. But I think after WrestleMania, he's going to take some time off. I think so. Um, Dude, Drew McIntyre will commit suicide. <laughs> if, he, I think, if he wins and I think and Drew Damian win, Priest, yeah. <laughs> no. I, I'm sticking Just with like my prediction. Just like when Roman won the first time. When fucking Seth Ro- did it, yeah. that would be poetic justice, but I still see it, and I'm sticking with my prediction. Cody will win the title. If that happens, and this then world Damian will Priest riot. Is go- I'm telling you, it, because Cody is the biggest face. Yeah, for He's sure. He's gonna get all the shower and the glory, and then guess what? That big fucking closet so. Puerto Rican. Quick. I don't think it's gonna be that quick. I do. Maybe the maybe I don't know. Uh, Trevor, listen. I don't think so. It's literally listen. The way here's the way I look at it. There's a rule in film. If you show a gun in a movie, you've got to use it by the third act. He's got the fucking gun, the money in the bank. The third act of this fucking is coming up. He's got to use it. It doesn't... Because you, you start... Because here's how... Like, the way I've seen WWE do it. When WrestleMania is over, it's the end of a lot of storylines. They don't usually carry on after WrestleMania. Yeah. It's Sometimes, the start but of, not very much. Yeah. It's got to be a fucking doozy. Usually new feuds are started at WrestleMania where someone comes out and... I think yeah. it'll be AJ Styles versus LA Knight at WrestleMania. Because I literally said... If I was kind of surprised. Fucks, if LA Knight fucks AJ Styles, he's going to end up getting fucked by AJ Styles. It's going to happen, and that's going to set that up to me. But I, like, 
I think if he's got, I'm sorry, dude. I'm just saying, no, you're good. he's got the money in the bank. He's got to use it. And it, to me, if I've got the money in the bank, I'm not going for the world heavyweight title. I'm going for that. And I'm just saying know. it will kick off a new feud. Damian Priest, aside from the Judgment Day, because I hope that fucking bullshit breaks up, because now there's just too many people. Rhea's big enough on her own. She doesn't need I know, them. but God, what's going to happen to Dom if he doesn't have anybody with him? He's got to be with somebody. Well, see, with him and that other f- whatever guy, JD or whatever. Yeah, one, those guys are a bunch of fucking they cucks. Could do either that or Dom could turn face. No. Yeah. No way. There's He's a way to do booed. it. But right now, you got to leave him in what he... Because we saw him as a face and nobody really liked him. But now he's like, you got to keep him at a heel. Yeah, but now people don't like the Judgment Day shtick anymore. Yeah, but they still hate... Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, boys. Here we are. Here, let's let's get her on the podcast. <laughs> Hi, babe. Hello? Hey, how are you doing? We're actually on the podcast. You're talking right now. Oh, yikes. Okay, well, I'm... No, say hi. Go. We're, we're, we're in the middle of talking about the Elimination Chamber. Hi! What are your quick thoughts on the Elimination Chamber? <laughs> Nia Jax sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you heard it here first, everybody. Uh, Cam, uh, uh, we'll see you when you get home. Yeah. Rhea Ripley didn't lose like everybody thought. Nobody thought she was going to lose. I thought it was a chance. The, the internet did, for sure. They thought, I thought no way. was going to just sit on her. I thought no way. Not in her home country. That'd be, I mean, they'd burn that place down. Well, yeah, that would be that'd be such a dick move. They'd bring they, her family there. Yeah, me and Jared were talking about how it's insane that like Rhea Ripley's whole ass was out and her father was just right there. Like, I wonder what it's like. Because she was definitely ass out with her family right there. <laughs> Trevor, you're a creep. No, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it'd be great, but he'd be like, ah, like, ah, I hate seeing this, but like, we're here. We got a lot of money, like. She also very strategically falls so that her ass jiggles more. Hey, Cam's been studying Tyler. her. In that right, Jarvis? No, I've just been watching the way she wrestles, and she knows what she's doing. All right. She knows. But Nia Jax sucks. She could sit on Rhea, and she couldn't even do that. So, there we go. Well... Cam, thank you for calling in. Uh, we will see you here in a little bit. We're going to get back to the show. Perfect. See you later. All right, baby. I love you. All right. That didn't sound good. <laughs> she did. That was not a good way to hang out. Not a big uh, Nia Jax fan. No. No, no, she is not. But uh, I'm just saying, and just closing up my point, I think... Damian Priest is going to walk out of WrestleMania with the fucking WWE title. It's going to happen, and then it's going to start a feud with him and Cody, which he's not going to hold it very long. It's going to... See, I think the other way, I think that I think McIntyre's going to win. He's going to hold the belt for five seconds. You can't do that He's going to run out, and then he's going to do it to him because he's a heel already, and then he's going to go out, win the the belt, then that'll make him... Because I think they're going to lose their tag team match... They're going to lose their uh, belts earlier in the... Who do you think they're going to lose them to? Um, the Miz and R-Truth. No. Yeah. 
and the awesome truth. See, I thought they had a really good chance to make him lose it this last at Elimination yeah, Chamber. Yeah, was a pretty good I match. like that team. Mm-hmm. I like Pete Dunn and I like Yeah, I just guy. thought that... What's his name? <sighs> Tyler Bate. Yes. Yeah. The Bruiserweights. Uh, I like I them. just think that it's too early for them to win. Like, they haven't been a team that long, so... Hey, man. <clears throat> I think... I'm th- kind of ready for them to split up the belts. I will say that, though. And oh, also, yeah, the only, only thing that's annoying me is like the uh, I hate whenever the they brand split. That's not time. even a thing anymore. Like the brand split's just nothing. Like, and it that's the thing that irritates me about WWE is they do it every single time. They have a freaking uh, draft, and they draft people to SmackDown. They draft them to Raw, yada yada yada, and then they're just fighting on other shows. Like two months after, I'm like. Whatever happened to the fucking brand split where you had a general manager over here and a general manager over here and they were like a focal point in the program. Like they were like a leader. Like you saw them back like when, when are we going to see Eric Bischoff or when are we going to see fucking Teddy Long or Paul Heyman. Uh, well, they're trying to go for more of like I think a professional sport, like a, a real sport vibe where like, you know, it's not all well, like yeah. cartoonish and like, you know, they have the people walking in with the headphones on like it's an NBA game. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you still have to those entrances. You can't ever get away from those because even however crazy they are, I mean, people in the UFC walk out. Some of them walk out like WWE superstars because like that's what they watched when they were a kid. So they come out to like sometimes their music, like the Undertaker's music's been used before. Just different music they'll use. Nerds, listen. Sometimes that shit just makes me go nerds in my head, and I have to tell it to stop because it's just it is. You know, Trevor, you make fun of people that play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> this stuff can get just as nerdy if you get to the nitty gritty about oh, it. Oh, you for sure can. I mean, like, you definitely can get into like action real. figures and fucking shit like that. Oh yeah. my god! Like, don't touch it. Don't open the box. Like, you know, like those kind of guys. Yeah, I have a lot of those that I don't want to be opened. That's why they're in boxes. <laughs> What's your best one? Um, ooh, I don't know. I have a Macho Man Randy Savage one. That's a pretty. Like it's, it's from when one. he was like wrestling. No, the best one that I have is actually actually got open. It was a fucking uh, Owen Hart when he was a Blue Blazer when he died. Yeah, and I hey. yeah, and he it had pulled like, those off the shelves real quick in his uh, face mask, and he had his uh, cape on and everything. Dude, what the hell? I just like you know. Owen Hart, he was a hell of a wrestler. Yeah. But, like, he just, like, he couldn't get a... Like, they used him like he was a joke or something. Because his brother... You know why? It's because Brett was the serious, you know... Yeah. No sense of humor kind of guy. So, they were like, oh, and you can't be just like him. <laughs> He's a, We already got one yeah. dick Hart. We can't have another one. Which, that sounds like a guy, like their uncle. <laughs> I'm dick. dick Hart. I'm dick Hart. How you doing, eh? You get but down no, on the yeah. ground. Get down there. Four arms. That's right. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I mean, they just, I don't know. I mean, he was a great wrestler. He had some great matches, but yeah. Like, remember, he was the only, I do love when he was the only white guy in the nation, Domination. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. But the Blue Blazer, that was, you know, all that shit. What what was his name at one point? Not Owen Hart or something? <laughs> what was it? It's stupid. I just think that they, dude, Vince was just coming up with some fucking crazy ass gimmicks for these guys like what was that guy he got like fucking paralyzed or whatever draws the puke yeah yeah the puke what was his name the vomit fucking gangrel he's a real vampire (laughs) he actually can't walk out in the sun because he will um, he will disintegrate in in front of you he will combust and turn into some crazy ass the godfather i mean literally real life pimp (laughs) that was probably the easiest fucking (laughs) 
That's probably the there easiest was nothing he could, for him he to could play. Say, he could say anything he wanted to, and you, he wouldn't get in trouble. So like, I remember I watch old wrestling things with him on it, and I'm like, didn't let him do this? <laughs> I know. He's got like four white women out there dressed very scantily clad. Literally calling them hoes. I mean... Yeah, these are my hoes. That's how he fucking <laughs> like, introduced him to people. Like, this isn't Rebecca, Nicole, oh, Samantha. God. These are my hoes. God. What a time. Dude, you've got to have like a lot of confidence to be able to... <laughs> yeah! You gotta yeah, because to- he came from like... I mean, he, before that, he was in fucking... Uh, Nation of yeah, Domination. Nation of Domination. But I mean, apparently he was a real like real life like don't fuck with him he'll fuck you up kind of guy. I mean, he looks like a guy who'd fucking. I mean, he's he's a big yeah. Dude. He's, he's like tall. 60. Fuck. Speaking of tall black guys, you shouldn't try to fight in the fucking street. We saw Cam Newton this weekend <laughs> yeah. at a seven on seven <laughs> tournament that he is running. He's <laughs> taking time out of his day. He doesn't ever have to work a day in his life, and he's trying to give back to the community. And he's got like fucking grown men and kids I don't know trying to fight him like can you imagine Tom Brady putting a training camp on there and like some of the guys trying to size him up and they start trying to fight him that's what it is and you know what's hilarious I was watching that video Cam Newton he should really consider maybe going to the WWE because (laughs) he fought four guys he didn't throw one punch and he's just throwing dudes like it's nothing and people seem to forget like that's one of those things like sometimes you see people online when they're talking about like yeah I wouldn't fight you see a guy say something like I wouldn't fight Cam Newton and then somebody's like anybody can be yeah. beat with your right technique and uh, can Cam Newton even fight like dude it doesn't there's a certain point where that does not matter Trevor I love you you can go do jujitsu two days a week Two for the next week. fucking four months, I guarantee you're not going to beat Cam Newton in a well, street Well, the fight. thing is, like, unless you literally do that, like, daily, but, like, 90% of those people. Yeah. Royce like Gracie, sure. Nine, not 90 just, of those people are not fucking doing that, obviously. Dude, Cam Newton is six foot six, 260 pounds, and... I don't remember if anybody actually watched him play. He was throwing defensive linemen that are 300 pounds plus off of him while running for his life. Yeah. And he could run, what, you know what a 4-5? You know what he couldn't do, though? He couldn't die for a fucking fumble in the fucking Super Bowl. That's why, that's why everybody gives him shit because of that. Well, you know... You know what I mean? Like It was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's in the Super Bowl. I don't care if I break my neck in the Super Bowl if it's going to help us win. You know why Mark Sanchez doesn't get credit of any kind, though? Because of the, the butt fumble. fumble. But that happened on Thanksgiving, <laughs> not the Super Bowl. That's the difference. Cam Newton did win the MVP <laughs> and did go to the Super Bowl, and that was a bad spot. But, you know, that was a defensive struggle game. It was one of the most boring fucking games. See, people talk shit about that Rams-Patriots game. Hey, it had once the, the good Broncos, fourth quarter. But once the Broncos got up 10, it was over. The Panthers yeah. couldn't score. They lit, It was over. The Patriots-Rams game, it was like, all right, any second, yeah. one of these fucking teams. Yeah, one well, of them, it was just back and forth. The Rams like were defense. the highest scoring offense in the NFL, yeah. so it was like, at any second, they could just pop off. And then the Patriots, they just fucking kill the clock. Kill the clock. You know, and they, you know, that, I, I mean, thought, yeah, and if, at that time, you know, if you give the guy so many opportunities, he's going to make it happen at the end. That's the only difference that happened. Yeah, absolutely. And but you know, I will say and I kind of and I kind of struggled understanding it cuz I was listening to Cam talk and he was talking about the difference between which I agree that being called a game manager isn't 
it's not a negative thing. I do think that people say it with negative connotations. Yeah, for sure. But it's not. That's a style of quarterback. There are different yeah. styles of quarterbacks. I Like I've said on this show, the difference is it is not about who can throw the ball. Like You can compare that between guys. But when it comes down to when you're comparing <laughs> legacies, greatness, yada, 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 it's who was able to elevate their skill set, what they have to achieve the most. It's not like if it's a who can throw the ball the farthest contest. No, I mean, yeah. There's some guys that it have almost like losing records as NFL nobody starters just, up there because they have cannons and like that's great, but it's nobody not, like thinks of like the goats as like they were the most skillful. I feel like you shouldn't because I mean, like I mean, I don't think there's anybody that's, that's in that argument that wasn't skilled out. Well, the yeah, ass. I'm just, saying like is like the most skilled. Like you have to be the most skilled to be the best. And it's like no, no I mean, no, you just no because you can you can. There's look, a whole other side of football besides skill. I mean, because here's the thing, especially you, as a quarterback, you can test those kinds of things. You can test speed. You can test throwing ability. You, you can test strength test decisions. You can't like. test. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way of putting it. But, like, when Cam was talking about game managers versus game changers, he was a game changer. Oh, yeah, He's for the sure. kind of guy that could make, like, at his prime when he wasn't injury-ridden, mm-hmm. you put him on a uh, decent team, maybe a little below average, he can elevate them just oh, from yeah, his, sure. on his own. Like, yeah. you know, Tom Brady's not going to go out there and rush for three touchdowns yeah. in a game. You know what I mean? It's different. Um, so that's what his style was. That's mm-hmm. how he, he was the kind of guy that can just take over a game on his own and dominate. That's the kind of guy he was. I'm not saying Brady didn't do that. He did it in a different way. Yeah, that's that's that. It's the same, but it's not. He had another who, option. Like Brady yeah. was just throwing. He had the option. I mean, he could Brady run. Knew he could run hundred easily. He Brady knew when to take off, and he knew when not to. Cam used his skill set, but guys like him can take teams with zero talent and get get a lot out of him. The thing yeah. with Cam was, he, dude, from fucking 16 to 19, he took so much damage. He fucking got pounded like a running back. He ain't gonna last yeah. long. And I it, will say that I think, that I saw a headline the other day that said, like, he was the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl, and I'm mm. like, no. I'm like, how do you say it's that? Dan Marino. Yeah, I mean, how do you, Dan Marino, I mean, like, that guy has everything. I mean, as far as... It's gotta be. I don't, I, I don't... I don't even think it's close. I don't think so either. I think it's like may I don't maybe he's in ten. I don't know, but I mean, I w- I mean I would say he's up there. I would say he's up. But there here's too. the thing with Cam. His like I'd I w- say Matt would Ryan's say in there. Too. I would say Matt Ryan's in there. I would say well, I would, here's the thing with Cam because he kind of had the career <laughs> of a running back. Not that he was one, but like his yeah. lifespan was like that of a running back. He it was all great until. He lost a step, and that killed him as a player. He had to rely edge, exactly. only on throwing. And I don't know what people are talking about saying he didn't have a good arm. A guy had a fucking cannon. No, you can he, have a... He threw a laser of yeah. a pass, and like I just think it's it's with him. He's not a stand in the pocket, dump it off, make your reads. He's not that kind of guy. He's mm-hmm. an improviser, and so like, but so if you look at his career, he didn't really play that long. No, he got drafted in what twelve. Yeah, he got drafted so, in 2012 because yeah. he won the Natty in 11. So he got yeah. drafted in 12, and he just retired, what, a year or two ago? Or I guess he's still technically... I'd say probably two years ago. So he played he was, what? He had, a, he had a good 10-year run. Which is crazy because, like, the last four years were just Yeah, okay, forgettable. so, you know, you, you know what I mean? So I think 2019 was his last really good mm-hmm. year, so he had a good seven-year run. 
I mean, dog, I mean, come on. You can't sit there and tell me that a guy with had a seven-year run, Dan Marino played longer than that, and, it, you know, he made a Super Bowl really early, but uh, um, he never made it back. No. Is the thing, but he also never won MVP, I don't think. Dan thought, Marino never won the MVP. Didn't, that's crazy. No. That's the one thing, but, like, he's the only guy without those kind of accolades that people actually are like, oh, but it doesn't matter. It's because it didn't. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. had two white safeties. The guy had white secondary players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, his, I, I remember hearing a story. It was whenever they were about to play the 49ers in the Super Bowl, the one Super Bowl he made it to. Dude, the fucking DC or whatever came up to Dan and was all like, you're going to have to score like 35 points tonight, buddy, because we can't stop these guys. And he's just like, <laughs> fuck that. Tell them they can. Like, you got to tell them. Like, he's like, he's like, when we had a bad offensive line, which was a lot of the time, mm-hmm. um, he would go up, like, because the old lineman would be like, oh, we can't block these guys. And he would lie to him, be like, fuck that. Yes, you can. You can block him. You can block anybody. Like, he's like, you got to be encouraging. Like, so apparently coaching was a big issue with Dolphins because, like, you know, it was just like, well, Dan, he'll, we'll score 35 points. So as long as we win 35 34, we're good. And that's not a good strategy. That's no. why they got their ass kicked by the 49ers, who are a complete team. But, you know, that's 80s uh, football history. I'm just saying Dan Marino not having a Super Bowl is a head-scratcher because with one, he's definitively a top-five guy. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing with Elway. Imagine if he won the four Super Bowls he lost. Yeah. yeah. He has six rings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then, be, then it's a whole other conversation. Yeah. He's lucky he got those two towards the end because then, yeah. I, because I think it's uh, with with me on my quarterback hierarchy, hierarchy. It's a toss up between him and Marino, Elway and Marino. I can give or take it. I give the nod to Elway. Just I mean Elway's yeah. fingers. I mean his passes broke guys' fingers. He could run. He was six five. Guy was a fucking had a cannon of an arm, and he won two Super Bowls. So I mean. Yeah, I'd definitely give the nod to him for sure. Over Marino, just because, but like, I mean. But if Marino had like one, the one that he went to, then I mean, you know. He'd have been the one guy that was able to take down the Niners in their dynasty Mm -hmm. run, so. um, Greatest to never win. I mean, honestly, as much as I don't want to say it, Phillip Rivers, with some of the teams he had, has got to be up there. With Antonio Gates yeah. and Ladainian Tomlinson, yeah. and I just the keys were all there, you know. He yeah. just they just never done it. Did and also the years that they were able to knock the Colts out, it's just like every time. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Go on a yeah. run. Go you, go fucking you win. Beat one of the best teams. You just beat the team yeah. that everybody thought was going to go yeah. to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Go go win. Go, what are you doing? And then they run into who? The yeah. Patriots. Sorry. But yeah, but no, I think, I think I think he'd be up there too for sure. Yeah. Um. What about Andrew some, Luck? See, it's again he didn't play that long, but I think he's a great what if story. Yeah, because I do think he'd be fucking one of the top dogs in the NFL right now if he's still playing. I mean, that guy had to go up against Brady. He went up against Manning, Manning towards the yeah. last few years. I mean, Cam Newton, guys like that. Um, greatest to never win the Super Bowl. Yeah, dude, just immediately in my head, it's Marino. I'd put Cam, I guess, up there. But, like, here's the thing. You can only say that, but he only went to one. I mean, Marino played. Like I said, he played a lot longer than Cam did. Yeah. So, Cam playing seven years going to a Super Bowl, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. 
I mean, if you look at like if you look at the, it's weird. It's like every like what ten years the Panthers have like a good run. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. They get to the Super Bowl, but they can never win. Yeah, well, they ran into Tom Brady the first time, yeah. and then Peyton Manning the second time. You know, I was like listening to them talk about like Richard Sherman and the quarterbacks he had to face in the three times he was in the Super Bowl. He had Peyton Manning the first one, which they won, but they mm-hmm. had to go against Peyton Manning in the best offense in NFL history single season. The next year time it was Tom Brady, and then when he was with the 49ers, they played the Chiefs and they go against Patrick yeah. Mahomes. So I mean, I mean, you could arguably say that like he's one of those guys that might be one and two in his record, but like you can't really you know put too much on Did it. He get, didn't he get one the year uh, the Bucks? No, they didn't win that year. No, he was the year. That was the year they lost okay, to the Rams. Okay. I couldn't remember. God, that was a that season right there. All you gotta do is all you gotta do is tackle Cooper Cup, and they're going to the Super Bowl. At the end of the game, or going to overtime. Well, yeah, but I mean, my God, I mean they. Or fucking, if their guy <laughs> makes that field goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. There's a lot. That of, one was a loss, one, dude. Because I think if they get there, I think they definitely win. Who was it that year? The Bengals? Bengals and fucking. I think the Brady that yeah. is a young Burrow, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. That's not a good combination. No, especially but, then. But like it just it's 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 interesting how much Michael more, Vick's up there also. I forgot don't stop yeah. to forget about him. No, I I agree. I yeah. think if his uh, he doesn't go to prison for those uh, yeah. for those few a yeah. couple of years. I, I if he's not at the league for as long as he was, I think the Falcons were on the brink when he was there. They were on the brink of winning the NFC, I think. Who oh, knows? Yeah. Maybe he wins one or wins two. Maybe goes yeah. on a little run. Um, because when he came back, he still had it. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, I remember the that. The Eagles like, were good. The first game, he came back and played the Redskins. Mm-hmm. And uh, or formerly known as Redskins, whatever the fuck they are now. Commanders, mm-hmm. football team, Joe Schmoes. I like the football team. Ball sacks, whatever you want to call them. But uh, no, when he came back, I remember that Monday night game. He was just slinging and I was just like, him and Deshaun Jackson. Man, Deshaun Jackson used to be just... My God, he was one of the one of the funnest players to watch. That dude oh, yeah. just, he just retired last year yeah. too. I think. That's but crazy. talk about fast. My God, I remember. And then him and the fucking Giants gets that fucking uh, punt return, takes it back, or that missed field goal, mm-hmm. takes it back to win the fucking game. You know what's crazy? He wasn't that big. No, he's a small guy. But he just always had a knack for getting open downfield, and if he caught yeah. it on the in, on in he's stride, gone. he's gone. Yeah. <clears throat> so like, him and fucking Michael Vick on the same team was just oh, slinging. I'll Eagles go get it, buddy. Team, they went to an NFC yeah. Championship or two, didn't they? Not <clears throat> yeah. And I think I think one year the year that they yeah the year the Packers won the Super Bowl did they not beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship? I can't remember. But it was somewhere around that. I mean, they I were always a really solidly. good. It was a close game. It might not have been the NFC Championship, but it was well, in the I mean, playoffs. to just come back like you did, like oh, it was yeah. like a, it was like WWE. Like he comes back, and like this guy's still good. Like oh, yeah. it never happens like that. Everybody was hoping that's what would happen with Deshaun yeah. Watson. Yeah, unfortunately not. But anyway, we wanted to talk tonight because we didn't really talk about it a lot uh, last week. I believe it was last week, right? Yeah, it was last. Maybe two weeks ago. Maybe a couple weeks. I don't know. It's I can't believe it's already been that long. Um, it has been a couple weeks. It was the 13th. We went and saw the uh, Steely Dan open up for the Eagles at the BOK Center. Um, it was a classy night. A lot of classy older women that had drank a lot of wine before they showed up to the arena, and they were talking very loud. And then their stupid husbands that couldn't find their tickets. And dude, I'm telling you, going to that show... 
it was a great show. I mean, we're going to get into that. But, like, just as soon as we get there, like, you think waiting in a line sucks? How about waiting in a line where the age, like, like the age average is 73 plus? Like, imagine waiting in a line like that. It's taking it, 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 dude. We almost missed the, the bathroom. Beginning. My God, the bathroom line was dude, huge. The bathroom lines were never not huge because yeah. it was just, and like you would go back and see the same guys like waiting. Sh- yeah. And they're just peeing. Yeah. It was, but, you know, that aside, like, dude, it was infuriating. Like, so many people were going to the wrong entrances, like, oh, this yep. isn't the right place. And then they having to turn around after waiting behind them the whole time. Um, but we get in there, we see uh, Steely Dan opens up the night, uh, fucking Donald Fagan kills it, uh, great band, the drummer was incredible, um, it, was a real, it was really nice to get to hear uh, some of my favorite songs by them, uh, they played Hey 19, second song in, uh, they did Reeling in the Years for the Encore, they yep. played Dirty Work, they played a bunch of stuff off of Asia. Um, it was a really, it was a really good, uh, what a hell of an opener to have. It was awesome. It was really good. Um, the fucking, what do you call them? The Danettes. Oh, this the, the three yeah. singers. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they had, they had a choir, uh, not a choir. They actually had their own song. Backup singers. They sung, they sung one of the songs. They sang Dirty Work. Yeah. Yeah. The, the backup, uh, singers, uh, these three ladies, three lovely ladies, they, uh, they sang great Dirty ladies. Work and they did great. They, they did great, uh, these three girls, wow, what can I say? They knocked it out of the park, just like I would have if I was playing baseball. Just like Babe Ruth, maybe a little better. Um, we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know he died. What a shame. <laughs> what a loser. He died before we could ever have that contest. But I would just like to say I heard him say one time that he, I'd win. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so the Steely Dan goes, uh, we go to get drinks, which, again... Waiting in line for all. You know what? Though I will say this about the BOK. I have a question. Why is it you take someone's order? You see, there's a line, and instead of being like, "All right, sir, your stuff will be out," you know, whatever. You're then gonna be like, "Oh, you want all this stuff?" And then you are gonna go get all yeah. of it and then give it to them one by one when there's forty people in line. That makes zero sense. There's twenty no. people behind. Yeah, the you could just line. keep rolling them off. Also, I want to know what the fuck was going on with your fucking beer the other day. Yeah, that was I did not, not get low Michelob Ultra. That was not Mick. That was fucking. That was. It was that pissed me off because <laughs> yeah. I bought two of them thinking it was Michelob. So did I. I drink half of it. The first one, I'm like, doesn't taste good. That yeah, doesn't taste right. And I asked him, I was like, what'd you get? And he said Michelob. I was like, does it taste like it? And he's like, no. <laughs> I was like, he's I was like, like shit. great. Yeah. So I'm going to have to pee soon because of these <laughs> shitty beers. I'm going to have to drink it because I'm not just going to let it go to waste. And yeah. Uh, yeah, from then on, I got canned beer just to make sure that yeah, it was definitely that. Yeah, that, it was just bottles. But uh, so we go to get drinks and stuff. And dude, like it's taking so long to do all this. I'm like, dude, they're going to start any minute. And I think, Trevor, you got in as they were doing the beginning song. Mm. So, like, you know, me and Cam were ever to get in right before we sat down right as they started singing. Then Trevor came in like a minute or two later as they, were, they opened up. The Eagles opened up with a Seven Bridges Road, which is fantastic. It's all it's acapella at first, and then it, then they all start playing. It's really good. Um, Deacon Fry was back with the band. Yeah. Uh, he sang the first song that did Take It Easy. Well, the you know, after they did open yeah. up with Seven Bridges Road, he uh, kicked it off with Take It Easy. 
Um, he kind of looks like a chubbier Pedro Pascal with his voice of an angel. He's great. Yeah, what do you... So, like, since they're all, you know, that's the last show, do you think he's going to do his own thing? I think he does do stuff on his own. I mean, well, because okay. whatever me and Cam went and saw him, yeah. he wasn't with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew I'm that. I'm pretty sure yeah. he does he stuff on the like side. He was just, like, coming into the band when he did that, when you guys saw him, right? Uh, no, he had been with him. Oh, okay. And then for that Hotel California 50th anniversary, he wasn't with him. He had left to do his own thing for a while. And I guess since they announced the farewell tour, he's like, all right, I'll come back in and do it. Um, I'll go see him. That's what I'm saying. I'd be interested to see, see what band. he's doing after yeah, this, absolutely. for sure, because, I mean, like, his voice is great. Oh, he's fantastic. And... And you know Vince Gill's there. Yeah, I mean, listen on the stage. You got Vince Gill. Jesus Christ! I mean, just Joe the, Walsh is there. Yeah. Don Henley, fucking Deacon Fry. You got uh, Timothy Henley, B. Man. Schmidt. I love Don Henley. I, Jesus Christ, dude! They did he, uh, when so they did Boys when of they Summer. Did Boys of I Summer. Like, oh, I wanted shit. to get up and do yeah. a victory lap because I was just like, <laughs> I literally was like in my head. I was like, it'd be yeah, cool. I remember, I remember the time I was in there, like you see, you're like banning, you're like. Hit me on the side. <laughs> well, whenever he stood up, he's like, I'm going to play something off my solo stuff. I was like, I mean, it's either going to be Dirty Laundry. Yeah. It's going to be that. I mean, it's got to be. Either way, God. And like, dude, and it sounded so fucking it good. It was yeah. so fucking good. And I always wanted to see how they did the drums to that because the drums on that are really good. But uh, when they did Boys of Summer, um, Joe Walsh did uh, Funk 49. Him yep. and Vince Gill did a trade-off guitar solo. That was awesome. Uh I uh, do whenever they did uh, Life's Been Good. That was awesome. I love Joe Walsh. So anything awesome. he does yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah. In the city. That was yeah. great. Yeah. They had fucking videos of yeah. Tulsa. Like I was like, it's that fucking was cool Tulsa, shit, boy. Yeah. Look, it's where we are. Look, right there. And um, that was, I mean, anything he, I love Joe Walsh. And he's 78 years old. And, and fucking, I, I mean, yeah, him and Vince Kill. I mean, <sighs> Vince Gill. I and you know what's great is like you never know who's gonna sing next. Yeah. That was Everybody great, in the band can fucking do literally, it. There was a time where I was like recording it and uh I was like I I'm just like obviously a little impaired at the time because I'm like yeah. I like zooming in and then I'm like, hang on, the fucking drummer's singing that and I was like, Oh my god, like I didn't that's crazy. Yeah. No. I mean just seeing having Everyone on the stage able to sing is insane. Like, oh yeah, and at one point like, I think there is, was six guitars being played yeah. at one time. I'm just like, I mean, I don't know everybody do can that. do anything. It was it oh, was yeah. insane because like you know you go usually you go to a show and like sometimes there's one other guy in the band that sometimes sings. Yeah, and you're like okay, but then you're like this guy. You don't know who's singing. You're like this oh, guy, this god. guy, this guy. Dude, life in the fast lane. Oh my god. <sighs> and like, surely make you lose your mind. You know what's crazy is the Eagles. They could play a six hour set. Yeah. Like they have For enough sure. enough songs, oh, and yeah. they all get like you know. It was great on the first whenever we saw them the first time. They played those shoes. That's a great fucking song. Joe Walsh has the fucking talk box. You know the wah, yeah, wah, and that. But when we saw them, I think to me they started. They sounded better as the night went on. Like it got more loose. Yeah, yeah. Like not that it didn't sound great off the bat, but like they just, they fucking play their ass off. Don Henley still sounds great. Yeah. I mean, what was it? So it was take it easy right in uh, one of these nights. Mm-hmm. Dude, well, first of all, witchy manger. woman. Ooh. I like the oh, song, yeah, that it, yeah. but live it's so yeah. much better because it's heavier and it's like the guitar just sounds so fucking good because Joe Walsh wasn't on the original recording of that. Yeah. That was the early stuff. So adding him and what was cool about when Walsh joined the Eagles, the Eagles were not really a rock band. 
They were country rock, yeah. but they didn't have that bad. Like Joe Walsh was a bad boy, brought him in, made him a little bit dirtier, and then his first record with him is fucking Hotel California. And from then on, like he just brought this vibe to him. Because I mean, James Gang was, you know, great in its own right. And I hope if they do retire, I don't see Joe Walsh not playing music on the road when he's alive. So I'm hoping that because of how old he is, but how fucking good he still is. Oh my god, dude! Like I hope he goes out with James Gang and they do it because I'd go see him. That'd be fucking great. Um, or just solo. I'd go watch Joe Walsh solo. Um, but uh, well, what was I saying before that? Joe Walsh solo. I'd go Sam Don Henley. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm just. I think in essence, with that show. Um, oh, and Vince Gill. I, if he yeah. was to, would I'd go see him yeah. on his own too. He's a, such a badass and so talented and and all that and. Uh, it, I mean, every time I see, I've only seen him twice, but I mean, both times it was just like, wow. I mean, it's just, it's hard. If somebody were to tell me they're the best live band ever, I wouldn't uh, argue. I wouldn't argue I don't think with so you. Either. Because I mean, I, I, no, I'm not going to say they're the best band ever. They're one of them. But I'm just I saying, if somebody, ar- I if somebody said that somebody. to me, I, I'd be like, that's a good choice. I like, would, yeah, because to me, it is subjective. There isn't a right answer. I. It, as like, far as talent, if you're going to Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes' most talented band ever, I'd say them. I mean, as far talented. as everyone can sing, perfect. Doesn't mm. matter who they plug in. Yeah, but they've also got like fucking nine people in the band, dude. But all of them could sing. If we're talking talent, I'm taking the. I'm t- it's Led Zeppelin. They got four guys, and all four of them are top five in their position. I'm just saying, as far all as the guys can all-around guys, you have a, the best all-around team. John Paul Jones didn't just play the bass. He also played anything keyboard. I know, but I'm just like, saying. John Bonham played the mandolin. I'm just saying, to be able right, to maybe sing. I would argue, maybe I would argue with somebody if they sing the perfectly. The and I don't think Led Zeppelin's the best band ever, either. I think it's all... I think it's you got to get me on the right kind of day, because... No, because there was a. I went through a phase where the Eagles were, they were like they should have stopped making music after the Eagles. <laughs> like like they were my favorite band ever at one point, and they still are. I love dude. There's a song by them I don't like. Um, actually, yeah, that's true. I don't think there is one that I'll even skip if it comes on. I love it all. Um, but th- as far as be- the ability to play live, I mean, it does come into what you're talking about talent. That does take talent to be able to do that, and it is impressive to see that many guys. Like having that many, but dude, and the drummer just singing like their most fucking famous song ever. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, holy shit, Don Henley. Well, Don Henley, well, no, they're the lead singer. <clears throat> well, he yeah. is the guy, and he drums most well, of the yeah. time. Well, but he's know. the guy. Are you talking about the other dude? No, no, no. I'm talking about him. Oh Don yeah. Henley, well, yeah. Don Henley's the guy. He's yeah. always been the guy. Him and like, there's a story when they were doing Hotel California on the album. Don Felder, the original guitar, like lead guitar player. Well, one of the original lead guitar players. He's a badass. I wish he was still in the band. Which the guy that filled in for him, Stuart, uh, might be Stuart Smith, the guy that on lead guitar next to Joe. He wore a blazer most of the night. Kind of looked like fucking Randy Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Randy Travis. He did. <laughs> he did kind of look like him. But, um, they like Don Felder was like, I want to fucking sing a song. Like everybody else gets to sing a song. I want one. They're like, yeah, 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 we'll let you get it, do a song. And like he went to lunch and apparently the song they were supposed to do, they had Don Henley sing it. And they, when he came back, he's like, why would you sing? We had Don Henley in the band. (laughs) 
So that's that's kind of how that went. Don Felder's actually coming to the Choctaw Casino. Casino. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Nice. I can fucking that? do yeah. that. I mean, he plays the most like iconic part. Like, dude, their most iconic guitar solo is Hotel California. That's him. Yeah. I definitely do hope after they you know retire that Don Henley does a little bit of solo stuff. Oh, buddy. That would be I'd, sick. See. I don't know, man. Seventy-eight. That's old. He's been doing it a long. He still time. looks good, though. Oh my I god! Mean, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, they all look good for their age. Timothy B. Schmidt looks pretty much. If the anybody same. looks like, I wouldn't even say the worst, but you can tell the age is definitely Walsh. But oh, I mean, yeah. he still sounds fucking oh, great. The fact that he can still hit those high notes yeah. that he hits without it even struggling, I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Like, because whenever they do in the city. Like those those notes he hitting are he's hitting are high. Yeah. Like uh, no one's there to catch you where you fall, and he's still hitting it perfectly. No, nah, it's incredible. Like what's great about them is it's like, let's see, Walsh, Gill, Henley, Fry, Timothy. It's like five little mini concerts. Whenever yeah, switch off singers. It's different vibes. Whenever it's a Glenn Fry song, which Deacon and Vince mm-hmm. kind of switch off on those, it's drinking a fucking mimosa on a beach vibe. Tequila Sunrise. Tequila Sunrise. Peaceful, easy feeling, that kind of stuff. Yeah. When it's Don Henley, you can tell it's like cocaine-fueled <laughs> rock and roll type stuff. Joe Walsh is just, you know, like fucking uh, roadhouse blues type rock like in a bar he's great i love joe walsh's sound he's got any ah it, they're so good i can sit here and dis- dissect every part of their fucking show and everything about them but i mean anybody that knows the eagles i mean i'm just preaching to the choir at this point but uh there was a hell of a show well worth the money um, oh for sure I, I mean, hell, if they ever decide to do a farewell tour part two, I'd go see it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, I'm not going to lie. I even looked, when I was looking on their website today, I was like, are they coming anywhere close before? But now it's like all fucking Well, we California were lucky they came here and, because yeah. they weren't going to originally. Yeah. The closest one was going to be Denver. And even I was like, mm. I mean, but I was thinking about it because I was like, it's Steely Dan opening yeah. for him. That's, I mean, when I can knock two off right there. Yeah. That's a hell of a, because yeah. I do have an agenda. I'm trying to see as many bands as possible for a day i mean yeah even ones i don't like i'm not going to shows i don't want to go to but sometimes there's bands like dude that judas pre-show that we're gonna try and go to yeah i mean we're gonna get to fucking, fucking knock steve miller band. off the fucking list that's gonna be great the opener steve miller opening i can't wait dude yeah. the fucking doobie brothers are coming to the BOK <laughs> be cool with robert cray opening it's kind of lionel richie with earth wind and fire <laughs> opening that's insane <laughs> Dude, you know how much money you gotta pay those bands if I can have them both play at the same time? Oh my, yeah. Marshall Tucker Band's gonna be at the Osage Casino. That'd be cool. Uh, I'd yeah. see them. Even Hunter was talking about wanting to go see that. And then I think there's one more over there. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Uh, oh, Grand Funk Railroad, Osage yeah, Casino. that'd be cool. That, fuck yeah. yeah. I love Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, everybody, I think we're gonna get close to wrapping up here. Uh, Trevor, you got any uh, thing you got to tell the people before we say goodnight here on this Monday night? Uh, buy a t-shirt. Yep. Follow us on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. YouTube. What? Twitter. What? Facebook. What? Twitter. What? YouTube. What? Buy a t-shirt. What? 
Um, we don't feel like we got anything coming up. Nothing, nothing in the works. We got there's some conversations Listen, being talked season about. Season three just started. There's we conversations started about stuff going on. You know, you spread the rumors how you want to, but we got. Yeah, there's no allegations. There's actually, of sexual there's actually, we here. have three uh, agreements we're in the middle of right now, possibly confirming or denying. You know, we got we got things coming our way. We're gonna hope and beg like dogs that they happen because we God we need. Oh boy, we need it. You know, because we are just a simple podcast. You're just trying to make a living here, man. We're just trying to make a living, some kind of living, even if it's a living that you can't live on. That's still better than what we're making now. (laughs) That is true. I think we actually owe (laughs) the network money. We're taking loans out, boys. We're taking loans out. Yeah, like the bank of Jared and Trevor is what... uh, But anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for the support. Like I said, season three is just kicking off. We got a lot of stuff coming up as far as like our sports leagues that we do. Maybe March Madness coming up. Maybe we'll start a little basketball like, you know, podcast for the rest of the basketball season where we do NBA. Yeah, yeah, we take make Cam (laughs) make your picks. And then that way we can do... uh, And that bum father of yours make his picks too. Dude, I think he's been at like 864 points for like a month and a half but he's still like the last like i've been slacking a little as a commissioner but that's all right i'm gonna tighten up we got things going now back on track i mean there's no excuse nfl's over there's not an excuse it's true I love how we just call him out on these. Hey, like, I'm hoping that he episode. fucking every single time he's like, maybe I should do something about it. No. Nope. It motivated Fuck me. Them. <laughs> yeah. He just cuts it off. <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> Fuck them. Make me also make a test pick. to see if you're watching our podcast or not, too. But fucking better be. And if you are listening right now, make sure you like, share, subscribe, and follow and download this podcast on whatever app you will get your podcasts on. Spotify for free and the Apple Podcast app for you iPhone users out there if you got an android fuck you i don't spotify, know use spotify use spotify i guess do you even get that on android yeah. okay we'll get it on spotify other than that i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you it's just like somebody with a peanut allergy so i guess you're gonna die i don't know <laughs> uh but thank you guys for listening uh make sure you go to our youtube channel give us a like on there maybe even subscribe leave a comment um uh, don't make fun of Trevor. He's very sensitive. He doesn't like it. Um, I don't like it either, and I will get upset. Um, <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. We love you. We will see you guys later this week for another episode of It's Real to Me, or are we waiting on that? Is that next week? I don't know. We'll see. We, we had one uh, that we TV were going to put on here, but uh, that's oh, going to be video gonna there, only. Somehow. We're going to get gonna, it. We're going to figure it out. We'll get it yeah. on the audio medium for you blind people out there that like to listen and can't watch. But uh, I mean, I guess you could put it on and then we'll listen to the audio from the video. <laughs> I don't think that's what they look like. It's not like in the Beethoven when he had to put that horn up to his ear so he could hear something. <laughs> we almost made it through sounding really intelligent this whole podcast until then. Anyway, everybody, thank you for listening. We will see you soon. Good night. Goodbye. Have a good life.